they'll blanket you in Wi-Fi and profit off the radiation congregation collecting the people for that Satan I keeps it blazing cause I can read between the lines I ain't blind we unwind what they're really saying genetically modify what you're tasting don't need that cottage promise so now you live up in your mom's basement redesign time so your mind is always wasted program to crave the basics keep the beta in stasis pay the state kid you're in debt for being born messengers are mourn just the price for being worn don't be alarmed disconnect from their machinations stop subscribing to the folly of own nations bone breaking ain't the answer cause they seek the ownership of souls spread the seeds and watch them grow break the chains of control break the chains of control Sweet eternal balance of all that is good, true, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the winning report here on Rogue Ways. It is the 17th of October, 2023, and we've got mostly the propaganda surrounding what we're going to just call World War III, as we've been calling it for many, many, many months already. Um, mostly that. There's very little other news even being reported on. I had to go like digging for it. So <laughs> that's all anybody's talking about. And you know, let's just let's just talk about that for a second. One thing we know for sure is that we don't fucking know anything. So especially if you're like, I'm on this side, it's the definitely this is the things that are the best and the right thing to do, then you've already lost the game. The propaganda is meant to make you believe that there are only two sides and that you have to choose one. And that if you don't choose one, you're morally bankrupt. And if you choose one, everyone on the other side is going to fucking hate you. And if you choose the other one, everyone on the other side is going to fucking hate you. And you know what's even more fun? Is you choose the third or fifth or fourth or 70th fucking option and both sides fucking hate you. That's what's fun for me. (laughs) So I just suggest if especially if you have really high emotions about it just shut up like you don't have to have an opinion on things when you're in the midst of your big strong feels you're the least reliable you're ever going to be ever and and it doesn't mean you're wrong it means don't talk <laughs> don't don't be in the sphere of public opinion as though you're in the right when you're in your big, strong feels. Being emotional about things like this is so normal. It's so appropriate. There's nothing wrong with that. There's something wrong with thinking that it leads you to a place of knowing or a place of being right. That's what's wrong with it. The, like, the one thing that we can say for sure is, fuck war. We can't say for sure, fuck this country or that country, or this side or that side, and I don't care if that bothers you. Like, just get it out of the way. If you're like, really like, I am fucking pro-Palestine and anyone who doesn't just love Palestine, everything they do should fucking die, then go away. Nobody wants you here. And if you're on the other side and you're like, poor Israel, poor Israel's been traumatized forever. They're just blah. Go away. No one wants you here. (laughs) If instead you're like, I like to think, and I'm going to think about this thing the same as I think about every other thing. I'm going to do it critically. I'm going to do it as non-emotionally as possible. When I'm in my emotions about it, I'm going to feel them. And I'm going to say, it's okay. I'm I'm glad I'm having these emotions. Let's process them and release them. And then I'll get back to thinking when I'm done with that. Those two things aren't, they're not going together. You're not thinking clearly when you're emotional. 
All the propaganda is meant to make you emotional. All of it is meant to pull your heartstrings and rip your all of your emotions. I get angry, get sad, get like hopeless, feel powerless. Like all of these things are done on purpose. So if you're feeling that way, it's normal. And you're also doing what they want you to do. Do you want to do what they want you to do? You don't like do things because someone wants you to or because they don't do it because it's good for you. It's right for you. But just think about what's going on. Just be aware that this is all propaganda. The same media sources we haven't trusted forever are going to be just as or more untrustworthy now, for sure. And they're super crafty. They're so crafty. They've they've studied this like a fucking game for years. They know all the little accounts to hijack or they've been fake to begin with to get people to trust them so that they can be like, oh, this is a person on the ground. Look at what's happening. We don't know what the fuck is happening. We don't know what's happening. So we'll just get that all out there and out of the way. I just, I, every time something big happens, which I'm like, most of the time, I'm like, I've at least been talking about it for a long time. I'm sure hundreds or thousands of other alternative media type people have been talking about it forever. And then it happens and like, everyone just breaks down. I'm like, but we, but we've talked about this. Like we've been preparing together, I thought, but not everyone was prepared. So it's cool. I, I don't want to judge you. Um, and I, I'm just a judgmental person. It's going to happen, but I'm not going to hold on to my judgments as though they're like final indictments. I just want everyone to consider that there is no right side of this except to see the globalist psychopath class agenda being played out on all sides. A war is a war is a war and it's a banker's war. It's not your war. It's not my war. It's not a Palestinian war. It's not an Israeli war. It's not a Jordanian, a Syrian, an Egyptian, a Ukrainian, a Russian. No, it's a banker's war. There's only one type of war, and that's what it is. So no matter which side you're on, you're in the war. You're in the war, and you're doing it for a banker. You're doing it for a psychopath. Even if you feel righteous about it, even if you feel you've picked the right side, it doesn't matter. You're still on a side. You still lost. You're lost in the game. The, I think, most objectively true way to look at it is that. And then to say to yourself, there is no side here to pick except the side of humanity. Everyone has a but after that. But Palestine's been tortured for so long. Yeah. Well, can you point to many countries that haven't been? No, you can't. Can you? You can point to that one and say, maybe it's worse. Maybe that's objectively true in many ways. Does that mean that it's going to be okay for them to rape and torture and kill or whatever? No. Did that even happen? Probably not. (laughs) But it doesn't matter. There's people who are justifying it. They're trying to justify it. Well, yeah, I mean, like, you would cut off the heads of babies of people who settled in the land that's yours. Like, no, I wouldn't. For nothing. You could have raped me in a dungeon for 25 fucking years and I still wouldn't cut off your baby's head. Never going to try to justify that. Never. I don't think Palestinians did that. (laughs) I think that's propaganda too. But don't fucking then like go a step further and try to justify the propaganda. What? No. No. 
There's no need for it. It's so silly. People are like, I have to peck the right side and then I have to fight for it. If you don't, you're bad. Okay, I guess I'm bad then. Like, I guess I'm bad because I actually am like a layer above it looking down and being like, yeah, no, it's all just a bunch of humans and then some psychopaths. Those are the, those are the two sides. If we're going to reduce it to two sides, those are the two sides. And I, I will pick a side in that one. I'll pick humanity every time. And I'll pick not sinking down into barbarism, justifying barbarism on either side, any side. None of them are justified. <laughs> yeah, but Israeli has to defend themselves against these barbarians. I mean, they like raped and fucking murdered all these babies and shit. Like what? So you're going to go rape and murder their babies or whatever? Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? It's fuck. It's fucking ridiculous. I I just like every time something like this happens, I get so disappointed. People all over again, and I'm sure I fail at some point, and and people look at me and get so disappointed. I don't know, but like this is, we've been practicing for this, guys. <laughs> like this is not the time to crumble. On the other hand, I have seen so many people come through and be like, "Yeah, no, I'm not trying to justify this. I just." feel like this side is more oppressed. Okay, well then just say that. I think this side's more oppressed. Does it matter? No. Does it mean war is okay? No. Okay, well then who cares? It's not even the point right now, <laughs> is it? I, uh, Greg in the chat says, didn't Albert Pike predict that Zionists and Arabs would start the third great war? I would say no, he didn't predict it. He scripted it. He, he told us of the script whoever actually created the script, maybe he was in on it or maybe he received it, but he told us of the script. And all of this was told to us. 100% of it was prophesied in quotation marks because it's not a prophecy when you're just planning it and then you make it happen. That's just a plan carried out. <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's just a, like yet another thing that, that we've been talking about and that proves that this is all propagated. It's all fucking staged. Don't get in on it with them. Don't join the fucking theater group. Stay in the top balcony row and just watch. And anytime your emotions rise, go, okay, well, I'm not functioning correctly right now. So I'm going to stop watching. That's the best thing to do. I'm going to stop watching. I'm going to go process these emotions. Come back to the theater when I'm ready, when I'm clear, when I can be objective. The one thing we know for sure is that we're being lied to about all of it. 100% of it. 100% of it. Uh, I'll, I'll say one more thing we know for sure. Tons of people are suffering. And that hasn't changed. It's been that way my whole life. Never changed. Not a new thing. So I don't know. I, a lot of people are very stressed out. They're very scared. They're very emotional about it. They're very one side or the other. And they're very sure of their choice. And I would just say, just like always, stop. Look around you. Is everything okay around you? And maybe you're being played. Maybe you're being played. Maybe you have some healing to do too. This is the other thing that I've noticed about myself back in my earlier years. So especially when I was a communist and, and these types of things, I would cry or get angry a lot easier and a lot more often. And, and since then, I've been through therapy of a couple different styles, psychotherapy, Jungian psychotherapy, and um, post-traumatic stress disorder and EMDR therapy. And so a couple of really high level, like really deep, really good therapies. And I don't cry or get angry almost at all now. <laughs> I think I do. 
those things happen. I'm a human being. But before it was like frequent, like anything could just trigger it. And I could just be crying all of a sudden or be like really angry all of a sudden. And now it like, it takes a bit and I am like a pretty level most of the time, pretty happy. In fact, very different. Most of the time when we're getting really emotional about these things, it isn't even necessarily the thing it is. It's not like we're heartless and we don't care about the thing. It's that it's actually drawing on some emotion that's been stuck inside of us for some time. And our anger, our sadness or whatever is actually about that other thing. So like you really could also stop and be like, what, what might I need to heal still? It doesn't mean you then look at things like this and you're like, yay, everyone's dying. Like you're not a psychopath. But it doesn't like draw you into the depths of deep emotion or reactivity emotionally. I think that probably a good amount of people who could hear me say that might just be so confused about that and be like, what is she fucking talking about? And that's how many unhealthy people there are emotionally. Again, not judging anyone, just a true statement. Most people are walking around fucked up. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this. You're probably one of them. I am. I'm still healing stuff. I'm not fully fucking perfect, right? I've made a lot of progress. I do pretty good for myself. But yeah, they, uh, I, I would hope, I would hope that at this point, people who watch this show at least were like, yeah, that's all scripted, 100% of it. Like, I'm not going to get caught up in it and whatever. Um, I don't know. And I just, I also assure you that I understand to the degree that any of us can without having lived there and grown up in it, the degree of Palestinian oppression and suffering. I've at no point ever tried to deny that or pretend it doesn't exist. I'm taking us a level higher. That's it. I'm just saying, don't get stuck there and pretend like that's the only thing that matters. It's not. The whole world's going to be a Palestine if we don't let them fucking, if we don't stop them and if we let them get away with this, continue to get away. This is just another push into the globalist fucking agenda. That's all it is. Uh, and that doesn't mean that it's not horrible or that people aren't dying or that we don't wish it wasn't happening. It's just all these things. I feel like this is going to become the trans thing where I like every time I talk about it, I have to like say all of that again because some motherfucker will be like, yeah, you don't even understand, man. The oppression is bad. I can't fucking handle people like that. I'm just like, dude, if you can't keep up, like go away. If you can't fucking keep up, like shut your fucking face and go away. And it's a lot, it's a lot to keep up with. I'm not even mad. I'm just saying, don't talk to me about it. If you can't understand even what I'm saying, if you go talk to people who you can understand what they're saying, and then you'll be on the same level. <laughs> like Otherwise, just shh, listen, just listen instead. Ask questions, maybe. It's also a good one. It's a good way to learn. Um, also, when did Microsoft become like the default news fucking thing. I don't know. Like every news, it's I, it's hard to even explain. In search results, I'm searching for very specific uh, stuff to share tonight. It, it like defaults to Microsoft no matter who actually published it. I, I don't understand what's happening and I definitely didn't choose this. So I'll have to figure out why and just stop doing it. But I didn't have time tonight. So forgive me if you see a lot of Microsoft logos tonight. But otherwise, we'll stop with what I'm sure people will either label like anti-Palestinian or anti-Semitic ranting 
it's got to be one or the other, right? You can't be pro both. Uh, and for the seven trillion billionth time, I'm not pro Israel as a government, just like I'm not pro any government. I'm not pro Palestinian government. I'm not pro U.S. government. I'm not pro government. So <sighs> I'm already tired of talking about it. <laughs> so we'll get there, though. We'll get there. Instead, we'll we'll look into some of the clown world news and the and the general news first. Um, so, we, of course, we had this Riga fire eclipse this last Saturday, uh, and this was an annular eclipse. The, that's like, I, I believe I'm correct in saying that's when the moon is eclipsing the sun, but there's still that ring around it. It's not like fully blacked out. So you have this ring of light and thus the name, the ring of fire eclipse. Uh, so this happened on Saturday. You know, whether you believe it or not, whether you like it or not, the psychopathic class is really good at using astrology and numerology and uh, black magic and all sorts of, of those types of arcane esoteric traditions. Super good at using those to um, catapult their plans into further, uh, you know, exploding onto the scene. They're, they're good manifestors, unfortunately. And so, um, you know, you've heard me talking last week, uh, my good friend, beautiful soul, Ellie Molina, uh, came to me with her desire to do something about it. And she was being guided to lead a, a vigil of violet flame. And um, she asked me if I, you know, knew how to do that or would do that. And I was like, yeah, that's that's what I do, man. <laughs> that's one of the many things I do is lead um, really powerful. I often call them meditations. They're often a bit more than meditations. They're often more like blessings and opening up to the spiritual channel that all of us hold, whether you like it or not. Um, in fact, I just I just made a tweet lately because I'm I get so weirded out by the people who think that that's woo woo or weird. I'm like, well, your own military and government study chakras and use technology in order specifically to like dampen your chakras and aura. So what do you, I mean, what do you think that is? Is If it's so woo, why do they keep doing it for decade after decade after decade? Uh, and they do it to the planet too. And they put things at really specific locations and they understand those types of energy flow. So whatever, you know, normie level people have been conditioned to like poo poo all that and call it weird or whatever. It's some real shit. They use those dates. They use these alignments. They use these things. So we knew they were going to use this eclipse or try to use this eclipse, especially in light of what's going on, what they have orchestrated to be happening on the world stage geopolitically with this lead up to World War III that is getting pretty spicy. So we uh, did this meditation slash vigil slash blessing uh, where we came together on this day. And it was amazing. The The response to this was amazing. I've never had so many people respond to a call like that to come together. And if you've been here long enough, you know, you've done some of these with me in the past. We've done healing meditations for people. We've done it for events like this to reclaim that energy and to not allow this group to just own and direct all of that energy. We claim it for the whole planet. And for anyone who consciously or unconsciously desired to be connected with it, I know a lot of you participated at the moment. I know a lot of you didn't, weren't able to be there, but were there in spirit. We had over 40 people there live and we had over 40 people who said that they couldn't be there, but that they would be there in spirit. So that's a huge, a huge amount of people to actually show up for anything like this. And I was really, really honored to be a part of that. 
Um, so it was a really beautiful experience. People who were there felt it. There was a lot released for people, a lot uplifted for people. And a lot of people felt that energy come in. So, you know, Ellie said it really well by the end um, when we were closing down. It was, it was just like 20 minutes or whatever, half an hour, I think. And a lot of that was just us talking at the beginning and the end to the blessing slash vigil slash meditation itself was probably only 15 minutes, pretty normal amount of time. But she said, you know, we, we will not know consciously what we averted or what we created here tonight. And that is true. But I feel pretty sure just based on what I saw in my spiritual eye and how it felt and the amount of people who responded that it was pretty massive. And that's a, a, it should have been in the pure wind section. In fact, I think I have something there to try to remind me to tell you guys about it then, but we'll just start the whole fucking, the whole winning off with that huge win. That is massive. If you don't realize how powerful we are, then you haven't understood the point of everything we learn here. All this media, we're looking at all these news stories, all these machinations, all of them are designed to make you feel hopeless, to make you feel disempowered, all of it. And, and if it works, then you let it win. <laughs> and so instead, if you go, I'm a powerful motherfucker and I can do anything. And if they're doing it, I can do it. I can do it better. We can do it better in connection because ours powered by love. Theirs powered by fear. Never going to be as strong. So that was Saturday. <laughs> that was the ring of clips of fire. A ring of fire eclipse. Uh, and if you saw it or loved it or are into those kind of things, cool. I, in my tradition, I don't celebrate or go out into eclipses. That's just where I'm at with it. Um, so that's what I do. I instead uh, go within and build up my internal energy at those times. And I hold the light internally in those times. And um, it was no different on this day. And then we came together later that night and we held the energy more internally. And we, we spread it around the entire freaking planet whatever shit you think it is uh so yeah uh pretty cool so then um further on in clown news that wasn't really clown news you know that was just shit going on but <laughs> um aoc farted so um she farted on a very short live stream. Like she very easily could have farted before the live stream started or after it started. I think it was 45 seconds. And I think it was like second 38 or something that she farts. Uh, so you can find it. And, you know, I, it's like, who cares? People fart, but it is really weird. Like Eric Swalwell famously farted also on uh, live TV. And um, Nadler shit his pants on live TV. So it's, it's really weird. They're all Democrats and they all have problems with shitting and farting. Uh, maybe it's all the soy, you know, I think she's supposed to not eat any meat because meat is so bad for the environment, right? It causes global climate change. So it's probably all the soy it makes them gassy. She, she can't be blamed. So that happened this week. Um, this was amazing. This is, uh, someone sent this to me. I won't mention you just in case you care, but thank you. It's always cool when people send me these types of things. This is a crow, if you can't see, or a raven, maybe. Just like, for whatever reason, attacking this Israeli flag. And uh, someone said, even the birds know what up, what's up. And someone else says, God sending his raven army. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean... 
he ripped it down. Here's a totally different raven ripping down a totally different Israeli flag. What the hell? Oh my God, there's two totally different ravens ripping down two totally different Israeli flags. I'm just saying, dude, if the birds are against you, you got to start rethinking your game. You're not doing it. Nature's pissed at you. God is pissed at you. You're not the chosen in this case. Now, they're clearly using it for uh, nests, but it's pretty funny. So that's happening as well. Birds, we need the birds. I've always said the animals are going to be half the reason we win. I mean, realistically, they're going to be like 90% of why we win because most of us are having a hard time. (laughs) So this is ridiculous. This is at Harvard. And this is a doxing truck. So someone actually paid to have this truck, to design it, to put up screens that can play on the outside. Why did these fucking ads just play video and you like can't close it? Uh, Paid for all of this to happen. For this truck to drive around Harvard with photos of the students who blamed Israel for the Hamas Hamas attacks. Uh, For the seven billionth time, Hamas is Israel. It is Israel. It's an Israeli operation. It's not Palestinian. We're supposed to think it's Palestinian and that's the official word. And people will be like, that's a conspiracy theory. Like, well, it's a pretty well-established truth. But I mean, if you, you can't distinguish between truth and what the news tells you, then I don't know what to tell you. Um, but to put people's photos up and drive it around on a truck, like, man, you've got some dedication. And it's very, very communist to do so. The the public shaming rituals of the communist revolutions, you know, the cultural revolution, supposedly, where it's made very clear <laughs> via the culture uh, what is acceptable and what isn't. Uh, and that's that's what this is. Uh, but it's weird to see that communist culture coming from the pro-Israel side. Traditionally, the communists have been on the side of Palestine, uh, very, very clearly and obviously. The communists, the socialists, the anarchists, basically all of the like sub-cultures um, of, of politics have been pro-Palestine pretty much forever. Uh, so that's a weird... It's a weird move. It's a weird, it's not only ridiculous and should never be done. It's so fucking childish, but it's also very, very strange as far as that goes. Like it's a cultural revolution, communism type of methodology being used by the people who are on the side of those that would like never be associated with communist movements officially. It's all communism for the globalists in the end, no matter what we like. But, you know, for now we're supposed to still be pretending, right? (laughs) So that's that's fun. That's happening in, in Harvard. Don't you wish you went to college so you could spend all of your time buying trucks and putting people's photos on them to attack them instead of like, I don't know, being a productive member of anything else? Um, also, the EU, the European Union, is now opening a probe into Twitter. I'm going to call it that forever. I don't give a shit. Over Israel Hamas's war misinformation. So because he's letting everyone... He, because the script is that Elon is supposedly our hero and is letting us all have free speech on Twitter, um, the European Union, who is supposed to hold social media accountable now, as per their more recent laws that have gone into effect, they have to now pretend to be 
doing a probe. I, you know, and like, what does that even mean? If, if you said it was illegal and he's, and it's happening on the platform, then just be done with it and say that it's illegal. But they have to like draw it out because like right now isn't the best week to focus on freedom of speech, suppression, propaganda, you know, there's much bigger things happening in the world. So they're just, they're just starting to probe this week. Winners see the moves. <laughs> we see what they're doing. We'll hear more about that as soon as things maybe quiet a little. Um, this, I don't know if anyone out there listening to this has been keeping up on this at all. I really only know about things like this because the mysterious universe um, talks about some of it, but in Australia, you know, Australia, where things have gone so completely tyrannical that um, people like fought for the right to be uh, put into their concentration camps. Please put us in concentration camps. Like that's the chant of the protesters down there. And so recently their government decided to do this very sneaky thing. It's, it's so perfect. It's a great case study. That's why I wanted to talk about it for a moment tonight, because winners look at all these tactics and see them for what they are. Very similar to Black Lives Matter in a way, but like this is in an official governmental setting. So the government decided to do this bill or referendum, whatever they're calling it, um, to get an indigenous voice to parliament. And that sounds really good. Just like Black Lives Matter sounds really good. It sounds so good that if someone said, are you for an indigenous voice to parliament? Who could say, no, I'm not. I do not want indigenous voices in parliament. Like that'd be a ridiculous stance to take no matter who you are. So you have to say, yeah, I'm for an indigenous voice to parliament. But what the actual bill and referendum were, um, first were just hidden for a long, nobody could read it. They weren't releasing it. So no one even knew what they were supposed to vote on. And then it turned out that it was just going to be this like, like every fucking thing else. It was going to be like whatever appointed person to get more funds to send to who fucking knows where to do who fucking knows what while feeling really good that you've done something to combat racism by putting an indigenous voice to parliament in power, whatever. So luckily, uh, Australian people actually got wise to it and grassroots efforts to actually educate people about like this isn't just an indigenous voice to parliament it's all these other things it doesn't even make sense luckily it got defeated so a couple good things here one is to notice that exact move where they're like why wouldn't you want an indigenous voice to parliament are you racist and you have to actually know what you're talking about in order to like combat this um level of deceit but also that they actually got it conquered they actually it didn't pass especially after the whole concentration camp cheer, you know, swept the nation for years. I really, I really just thought it was over, but, um, and it, it, I don't even really care. I don't live in Australia. I just, again, it's, it's really interesting to look at the tactics and it's also good to celebrate those wins that when you are informed and you do speak rationally and you can bring to people and they can listen, things actually that are good can happen. So that, that's kind of cool too. Um, I don't, why do I have another one on this? I don't know why. I'll just close that. Also, a CEOs are looking to blacklist Harvard students who signed an anti-Israel letter. So they've been put on the truck and, and paraded around, and now they're also blacklisted by these different CEOs. And this letter they wrote claims that Israel's apartheid regime is the only one to blame for the current violence and that's that's the line I used to have too. And 
again, it's a, when the media is making you defend beheading babies, even though you and I here on the winning report were winners and we know better, no babies were beheaded. It's very obvious and clear. But if you think, if you're on the normie level of things or the surface level of things and you think babies were beheaded and you're trying to justify that, you've lost. <laughs> no matter what else, you've lost. There is no justification for it. So these letters and these things and these people who are doing this are very deeply scarred people. They're not well. Um, but we're seeing this, you know, politicization and uh, fascism, in increased fascism, because these CEOs of companies are weighing in on these other matters that are public or, you know, maybe they're technically private even. It's just basically those two things don't belong together. We don't have our political sphere combined with our economic sphere. We, do, we don't for a reason. That is what fascism is. And it leads to even greater tyranny than we already suffer. So this is already happening where we're getting um, this, just like we saw COVID, all the businesses are going to start being the fucking enforcers of the cultural norm of the cultural zeitgeist for the cultural revolution of the ongoing communist takeover. <laughs> so there we go. Winners see through it. We've also got the U.S. House pausing for the night before another attempt to elect a speaker. Oh, Jim Jordan's vote failed. Like I said, Jim Jordan, whatever, I don't know, but most of them, I'm sure, are in the pockets of whoever. Some people, though, I just like. I just like him. He just, he, he at least seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure 100% of them are all sucking Israel's dick right now, and that's always going to be unfortunate, but. But he's lost. He's not Speaker of the House. I, I don't even really care. I just, uh, here we are reporting it. <laughs> Winners know it doesn't matter. Uh, and this is really interesting. This has nothing to do with clown news or anything else. This is from the Times of Israel. And it says, leaked report. Israel acknowledges Jews in fact, Khazars, Khazars, Khazars. Secret plan for reverse migration to Ukraine. <laughs> this is an actual headline in the Times of Israel. It is satire. It is satire. But when it was published, you may not have known that. Now it has a giant big red like this is satire. <laughs> and it is old, too. It's about almost 10 years old. But it's amazing to me because as you read it, it lays out like exactly what might actually be the case. And they're like, this is just a, it's satire. It's making fun of anti-Semitism and ignorance, especially on Purim, the Jewish holiday. I'm like, yeah, but we, we all know that whole revelation of the method thing and predictive programming thing. And it makes it a little harder to just take your word for it. Um, that is actually the theory that makes the most sense to me. Um, so <laughs> anyway, you can go find this and read this if you want. It's it's funny and interesting. And also, if you wanted anyone to ever spell it out for you who was allowed to do so and leave it up, this is allowed to because it's supposedly satire. So you can read the whole plan and the whole idea. And uh, it's not censored. Interesting. Fascinating. Again, the Times of Israel leaked report, Israeli Jews in fact Khazar's secret plan for reverse migration to Ukraine. All right. 
we're going to move on now to the actual World War III lead up. And this image um, probably pisses a lot of people off on every side of things. <laughs> um, but it's hilarious to me. And it's a <laughs> it's a Pixar. It's a fake Pixar. These things have been just so awesome to see coming out more and more. And, and to then see Snopes like have to go into like, no, it's not real. It's not an actual Pixar movie. Like if anyone didn't know this wasn't actually a Pixar movie, like, holy shit, I'm so sorry for your loss of your intellect. Um, obviously, it's not a real Pixar, but it's in the style of Pixar. And this specific one is an old man paragliding into um, Israel. Again, I, I have to laugh because the actual story is as ridiculous as this image is. Um, like as ridiculous as Pixar making a feel-good movie about uh, Palestinians paragliding into to rape and murder, which didn't happen. The story of them doing so is, is as ridiculous. It's as unbelievable. <laughs> it's as laughable that people um, think that happened. People think that happened. And if you ask them questions about it, they just like either go dead in the face or they start screaming at you that you're an evil person or whatever. You're like, no, I, I would really like to know how every single type of and line of defense failed, including just people with eyeballs and guns. <laughs> like that also, not even just like all the tech, all the fucking iron dome or whatever. All the shit, all of that failed. And just like guys with guns and eyes all failed. All the guys, all the, maybe women too. I think in, I think in Israel, actually women have to serve, right? I know women choose to serve in many places, but I think in Israel they have to. All the guys and gals failed. And these just simple paragliders just came right in. Just such a, such an easy story. So ridiculous. So I had to share that because it's hilarious as that story. Biden says these these are all just in order, by the way. They're in the order that they occurred in real time, seemingly. So Biden says, I never really thought that I would see have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. Anyway, <laughs> and then moves on with whatever speech and, and support of Israel. Um yeah, I never, I never really thought that either, and that's because it's not real. I, I bet he's beheaded some babies. I, I think he's a terrorist in that way. I mean, whatever this being is, whatever version or clone or old doddering fucking freak, like I, I don't know who that is, but that person's probably been involved. The, the real Biden definitely, definitely likes to talk about it. Likes to sniff kids, likes to touch kids, likes to rub fucking young girls' breasts. I mean, like young girls, like eight-year-olds. That guy's definitely beheaded some children, along with Ellen and Tom Cruise and whoever else. Um, but, you know, Biden's really shocked that people beheaded children, probably because no one did. I'm, I'm just shocked as you are, Biden. Uh, we then have an oversight committee here in the U.S. launching an investigation into the Biden admin's alleged secret nuclear negotiations with Iran. So I, we're going to get some internal like kerfuffles here about like who's doing deals with who and who's on what side of the World War Three lines. 
and and maybe that'll help. Uh, maybe it'll help actually avoid whatever they're trying to maneuver into place with Iran and nukes and Israel and World War Three and all this. But I probably not. But we'll see. Maybe it's maybe it could be decent for someone. Uh, winners don't expect too much out of the government unless we force them into a position that we chose. Uh, the Pentagon announces $200 million in security assistance for Ukraine. This is on the 14th. Oh, this is August 14th. This is an old one. There was another $200 million here in October. I don't know why, how I pulled this one up, but just in the past few days. So um, I would I would guess October 14th, somewhere around there at least. And and the point being made about it in circles was that it's the lowest amount, I guess, since August 14th, <laughs> that this just keeps getting lower and lower, which is good for us. Um, I mean, if any of our real, if any of our money was ever like real, or if it could be continued to be of any value to us, uh, we would definitely need to stop giving Ukraine everything. But um whatever that that's going down at least, but it's still happening. We're still funding the state department ups, the American death toll in Israel Hamas conflict. Um, Israel versus Israel. You could read that, right? The Israel, Israel conflict, the conflict that Israel made up where Israel's punching itself in the face and then screaming Hamas, Hamas did it. Now we have 29 confirmed dead Americans. I don't believe that, just like I don't believe that babies got beheaded. I, I'm sure people are dying. I don't know where or why or who they are, and neither do you. So I know that um, these types of things are going to be used, whether real or not, to try to get you know you and I and what the shit. <laughs> I hate the internet. Um, to get us into supporting this. To get us all riled up and emotional and say that we know for sure who's right and wrong and that we know who to bomb and who to kill and who to imprison, who to torture and who to rape. And and that's really it. So um, just always be be the winner you are and always question and always whenever you find yourself getting emotional, just go, yep, it's normal to be emotional about this. And now I'm going to step back for a bit and not be connected with this because I'm not capable of analyzing or analytical thinking at this moment. Um, Netanyahu, uh, has his, you know, terrifying fucking demonic <laughs> expression of complete horror. As he says, every Hamas operative will die. Hamas is ISIS. We will crush them. And then he has a maniacal laugh. <laughs> and it's again, like, well, you, who are you killing your own operatives? You like hired these guys to go pretend to be Hamas and then you're going to kill them? Oh, no, no, no. It's doublespeak. What he actually means is every Palestinian will die because the people we hired pulled off a false flag. Okay. But decoded. Gotcha. That's what he's saying. The U.S. raises Israel advisory to level three. Reconsider travel due to possible attacks. When I lived in Bahrain, um, the travel advisory never raised. Like it was always like, yeah, it's fine. Go to Bahrain. Just like be kind of cautious. And then I went about like it, bombs were exploding and killing people like blocks away from me. And there was like tear gas constantly in the air. And like shit was crazy. I was like, oh, you just it's fine. <laughs> I get that. Like as a nation there, we're fine. We've got a military base there, but do you think I'm fine here? Like they don't give a fuck about you. So all these terror level things are really just propaganda as well. Otherwise I would have had a level three the entire time I lived in Bahrain and I never had it once. Um, so 
you know, here's more of propaganda. Winners see it. And I'm not saying it's not dangerous there. I'm saying that's not why they raised it to level three. And here's that same propaganda we see since 9-11 and, and before then, since all of time, whenever people want to shut down your critical thinking skills, want to shut down your voice, want to shut down your questions about anything. You ask how many bombs? Fuck you, you traitor. You stand with us or you're against us. You stand with us or you're a terrorist. You can't ask any questions all you do is you give your blood, your sweat, your money, you cry for us, and you fucking come fight. That's it, citizen. So this is Israel Defense Forces posted this on Twitter, and it literally just says you either stand with Israel or you stand with terrorism. Just predictable as all get out. We could have written this script. We could have written this script. This is <laughs> This is all there is. I said this earlier on Twitter. I said, if I ever seem to be prophetic and, and be able to predict the future, it's not because I am. It's because this fucking script is so goddamn obvious. They tell us ahead of time exactly what they're going to do. And then they do it in the same way that they've done every other thing like that for all of time. A Marine unit has left Kuwait because of emerging events. And they're able to pull off special operations. So special ops Marines are headed in. I saw this really interesting analysis today, too, that was like, nobody is going to tell everyone in the world, like, where they're putting people and who and they're putting there and how many and, like, which ships are where. You know, like, in the information age, like, the tactic's going to be to, like, mislead people and be like, oh, yeah, we're totally sending this over here. And then you're actually sending it over some other place. And that's an interesting, I'm sure there's some of that. I mean, I'm not a military person. I'm sure there's some strategy like that going on. But I would also kind of think like there are no secrets. I don't know how there could be. We have the type of technology that you and I know exists. How could anything be secret? How could anything be actually impenetrable, actually encrypted? Like, I think that's the lesson of this age that we have to just get the fuck over that like we don't get to keep secrets ever again as nations, as people, as organizations, like it's all out there. Anyone can find out, but maybe I'm wrong. So I, I don't know, but it was an interesting thought at least. U.S. also deploys heavy bombers to the U.K. amid rising global instability. You know, we have to take care of our king, <laughs> who we have true allegiance to or whatever. Who who are our two kings, right? We've got our, our kingdom and then we've got Israel. Like, I don't know, maybe they're the same. So we're, we're helping out the UK. We're sending people there. What? Oh, suddenly I'm on Truth Social. I was like, how? But it's for this. Just to, in case anyone forgot, Donald J. Trump has tweeted a reminder. He stands with Israel. He stands with BB. And I, I don't know who BB is. I Everyone knows but me. Is that Netanyahu? I don't know. Well, he stands with Israel either way. So fine. <laughs> like, But if you still think that guy... Is not a piece of trash. I don't know. They make a real good show of going after him. He has like more indictments against him right now than like anybody ever has or something. It's fucked up. The storyline is so ridiculous. But we're um, seeing through that as well, right? Hopefully, hopefully we all are. 
I'm always open to him suddenly coming through with an actual win. I don't, I don't, I'm not waiting for it. I've never been waiting for it. And I really don't think that's what's going to happen. Progressives are now calling for the U.S. to take in some of the expected 1 million Gaza refugees. You know, just like, again, as it has to make you laugh that uh, Israel was like, "Uh, everyone in Palestine has 24 hours to get out. Like, what? (laughs) How? Anyway, you couldn't say that to any region. Any Even the tiny island I grew up on would like not be able to evacuate everyone in 24 hours. What are you even talking about? Um. But, you know, we're expecting refugees because we're expecting absolute and complete destruction and slaughter of this tiny, horribly, horribly oppressed region. Uh, and so progressives are like, we're going to have to take them in here. And why? Why do we have to take everyone in? Why can't they go to India or China? Why can't they go to South Africa? Why can't they go to Mozambique? Why do they have to come to the U.S.? I'm not saying they can't or that I like specifically don't want it. I just don't understand why we always have to be this role. Why people expect us, expect us to do that. Uh, I think there's a lot of land up in fucking Canada that's just empty as fuck. Like, can they go there? If they need to go somewhere, can they go there? And people again are getting mad like, you don't understand what it's like. You don't know what it's like to have a, have a war and bad things and maybe your country shouldn't do blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't fucking do anything. Why are people freaking the fuck out? Like, yeah, the U.S. is a fucking pile of horror and trash in its international policy and actions. That's not me, bro. I don't know if you can't tell the difference. That's <laughs> crazy. So I don't know. I'm, I, and I'm sure because I'm sure it'll be funded by like Soros and the UN and the same people who have funded all the other people to just pour into our fucking country nonstop. I'm sure it'll happen. And um, <laughs> and we'll see the exact same thing that's been happening everywhere else that a bunch of people who are not of your culture pour into. You can have as much of a bleeding heart as you want and it doesn't change the differences in culture. If you haven't, lived in another country you have no idea it's beyond your conception how different cultures can be and how tiny things can be huge misunderstandings and i'm not saying it's a reason to not do it i'm saying it's a really good reason to not do it suddenly unmasked and in completely ungrounded ways it's ridiculous in fact so there's more. They're doing it more. That's our whole goal is destabilize everyone. Just throw everyone together and destabilize everyone so no one can get a unified handle on anything. And it'll be effective. The Dwight D. Eisenhower Carrier Strike Group has deployed to the Mediterranean. I think we're at like three giant, huge war naval ships just to the Middle East region. I think another two to UK. I, I might be losing track here, so don't quote me, but. That's what's gearing up right now. The FBI director then came out in the U.S. and warned of a rise in terror threats against Americans, potential copycat attacks on U.S. soil. And it, and it, this is part of what I'm talking about when you just mix together a bunch of different cultures and you have no, no way of sort of easing people into it or like, you know, actually um, mixing into the native population, the place where you're going, you just uh, carry your culture into that place and things could get like this. It's at least though, 
much more importantly than that, a very good excuse for the false flags that they're going to try to pull off. And that's what's really going to happen. There are definitely, and we've seen it in Sweden and Finland and basically all of Europe, where the um, rapes and murders and, and all kinds of crimes, many of much of it violent, have just gone off the fucking tracks. And, and almost all, if not all, has been by immigrants. And almost all, if not all, of the immigrants are Muslim. And I'm not saying shit about Muslim. I lived in Muslim countries. I had Muslim friends that are dear friends to me. I think the Islamic religion is beautiful in so many ways. And just like every religion, it also has things that have been used by the psychopaths, twisted out of recognition, and completely radicalized. And unfortunately, that's been really effective. (laughs) And unfortunately, there's a lot of perceived righteousness and really horrendous violence, especially against people who are perceived to be at least not Muslim. The great Satan must be taken down. So while there is, there is great potential for actual cultural disintegration, (laughs) there's also so much false flag just ripeness going on here like but we always have to stop whatever they're going to throw at us we have to stop every time and look at it and go is this real and the vast majority of the time you're gonna end up with the answer no it's not it's not real doesn't mean people didn't die doesn't mean buildings didn't get destroyed doesn't mean that things didn't happen it means it is not what we're being told that's probably going to happen especially because they're telling us it's going to happen we also have um, this, this propaganda. Israel has killed so many residents in Gaza that corpses are being stuffed into ice cream vans because there's no room in the morgues. And again, maybe that actually is happening. And that would be very sad. Um, but we also have seen this uh, used before when it wasn't true, specifically during COVID in New York. Um, and specifically, that was a mass orchestrated absolute lie. So we're seeing it again. And, and it's really, this would be so easy. It's just a guy with a blue helmet uh, who's, you know, part of the press, allegedly, whatever. It looks like UN helmet to me. So I don't know what's going on with that. And he's just standing in front of an ice cream trunk that says crunchy. It doesn't say anything in Palestinian even. So I, I don't know. Or Arabic, whatever. Side, I don't know if it's even there or not. But um He's just standing there and just pointing at them and just saying this. So again, is it real? I don't think so. Could it be? Yeah. Would it be awful? Totally. And then you have to just remember, like, if if this isn't real, and much of it is not going to be real, then you have to remember all sides of this are going to be used in order to make propaganda. They're going to get everybody in every corner involved in this in some way, if they can always, no matter what, hopefully you're not on either side because you're better than that. And um, if you are on a side, hopefully you continue to ask yourself is even when it serves your side, especially then is this real? Uh, Israel's PM Netanyahu says when women, children, and babies were abducted by satanic people, at least he said people. 
uh, but the dehumanization continues. Uh, you know, if you're satanic, it's exactly the same as we were just talking about, you know, if you're an infidel or you're not Islamic and someone is a radical Muslim, then, you know, you maybe should be killed. This is the same exact level of dehumanization, just going the other direction, right? Oh, all of these people are terrorists. They're all satanic. They all deserve to die. So that rhetoric gets spicy over there in Israel. Uh, meanwhile, thousands of Americans are stranded in Israel uh, or have been stranded and are being evacuated via cruise ships. And then they're going to Cyprus. So that's neat. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure it's not like super happy for them. But I, I'm also like, I, I don't think anyone in Gaza had that option. So I guess you're pretty lucky, bro. You're in the middle of the war and you're just like, yeah, let's get on this cruise ship, go to Cyprus. Um, so hopefully that works out for them. Uh, U.S. B-52 bombers to make rare landing on the Korean Peninsula amid the North's threats. Uh, this was this was presented as like, we just want to make sure everyone there just knows that everything's good and, and peaceful. Like, so you're sending your military uh, bombers there to... I don't, maybe you don't understand the word peace. I'm not sure if you really understood that one. Okay, so that's happening over there. We're, again, we are on multi fronts here, and we have been for months and months and months. And we've got the China, China side of things, the Russia side of things, now the Israel side of things, and more. That's just what's on the surface. This whole fifth generational thing is like, no, the war's been being waged all over in every country for a lot longer than we're told. Putin, therefore, has been visiting his dear friend Xi Jinping in a show of no limits partnership. No limits soldiers. They're ride or die, bitches. Like, they're fucking can't stop, won't stop. That's their friendship. <laughs> like, what, did you guys get matching tattoos? I guess they did actually have matching fucking little pins or whatever. They're just such good friends, you know? And those types of friendships forever. Uh, so that's gearing up um, as predicted by, by me since fucking 1998. And nobody fucking can see just the most obvious shit for some reason. Jordan's King Abdullah too says no Gaza refugees in Jordan or Egypt. So sorry, Gaza can't go there. And it's funny because <laughs> Like, again, so the U.S. is supposed to take people to a completely different region of the world with a completely different culture. But, like, Egypt's not. Jordan's not. <laughs> why? I, again, I'm not saying no. I'm saying, like, why? Wait, why? Why would that make sense? But that's what's going to be done by the psychopaths. And people will be made to feel so good about it. Look at what good you did. You took in a refugee. You made a family move literally across the world to a culture that is so completely fucking foreign for you to have a feel-good feeling in your fuzzy, warm heart. Um, and now we have this hospital thing. This is just today. Hundreds are feared dead in a Gaza hospital blast. Um, and and yeah, it's awful. It's horrible. And, and this probably did happen seems very real it seems like there's so much footage from all these different angles that that it happened and so again so then after we said we say is this real did this happen it seems like the answer is probably yes 
And then we ask ourselves, okay, well then what actually happened? Because we're told that Israel sent a rocket and bombed this hospital. Um, and do we know that for sure? Well, well, we do, because even if it was Hamas who made a mistake or did it on purpose, it's still Israel. So yes, but you know, on the again, on the surface level of things, who is going to be blamed on? It's being blamed on Israel, who actually did it. We don't know. We don't know. There's actually this really interesting, do I have it right here? Oh, whatever this is, I, I don't even know. Let's get this in English instead of Hebrew. National Security Headquarters. Oh, this is just that Israel recalled all its people from Turkey. This is just another, again, just like the terror level going up to three for American citizens in the in that region. This is just another way to signal like who's on what side and who we're supposed to be against or for and whatever. So Turkey is the enemy here. Turkey is no, no longer safe for uh, Israelis and, and Jewish people, so they need to get out of Turkey. That's the messaging that we can identify in, in this move. Um, but I think... Okay, it's coming up. We're com- we're going to get back. Again, I did these in order that they seemed to actually occur. And so uh, we'll get back to that bombing of the hospital in a second. Uh, in the meantime, Biden is going to seek $100 billion in, and this time it's being called Ukraine and Israel aid. So I'm guessing Ukraine is going to be a real small part of that and the bulk of it's going to go to Israel. Again, might as well be the same thing. You know, that satire article was like probably not far off from the truth. So it's basically all just going to Israel. Israel and Israel's gold. Uh, so that's where we're, we're going to get raped some more, guys, just in case you thought we were done with that. We're not. Um, here's some headlines being edited. Uh, this is what has been happening with the New York Times, one specific um, article about that bombing of the hospital. And here's three different versions of it as they update it. Uh, Israeli strike kills hundreds in a hospital, Palestinians say. So in this version, we have the word strike, kills hundreds. Uh, Both of those are active, like you intentionally murdered, right? Um, And the Palestinians say this. And then they go to at least 500 dead in a strike at Gaza Hospital. So instead of kills, they've replaced it with dead because that's that's more passive. Oh, you're just dead. No one killed you. You're just dead. Then they went to at least 500 dead in blast at Gaza Hospital. So now it wasn't a strike. It was just a blast. Again, more passive. I don't know. Something blew up and a bunch of people were dead. (laughs) So you do this when um, you're owned by Israel or you're owned by the psychopaths and you have to do what they say. So it's a good, it was a good little mini lesson in how they do it. And again, I guess I don't have it here. It's very frustrating. I had it somewhere. So um, I'll just let you know, I think I have retweeted it. So if you follow me on Twitter at Apotropaic Soul, or if you search for Rogue Ways or Lindsay Sharman, I believe you would still find me because Apotropaic is hard to spell. (laughs) Um, I think I retweeted it and it was this analysis. And this is a, it's an account that has seemed to report accurately, despite the mainstream's wishes on who shot which rockets from where and when and where they landed. This account was part of how it was determined that that Ukraine, I don't even remember now, it was like Ukraine was saying that Russia shot a missile at them, but it actually was like Ukraine shooting it at Poland or something. <laughs> I, you probably remember better than I do, but that whole thing, this account was was aligned with that, or sorry, 
this account was one of the ways that uh, we could see the evidence for who actually shot that and what. So my point being that they seem to be objective to some degree, at least. And they came out and seemed to show that it was Hamas who, who shot that rocket and it was supposed to have gone farther and didn't and that it struck the hospital. Do I know that for sure? No, I don't fucking know any of this for sure. And neither do you. And anyone who's telling you they do is the least trustworthy person, you know, stop listening to them. I don't fucking know. And you don't either. I'm just saying exactly what I said. It seems like it might have been Hamas. Hamas is still Israel. But as far as the surface is concerned, that's Palestine. So it seems like Palestine may have hit Palestine. Who knows? Who fucking knows? Here's this ominous thing. And this is a black flag flying over the Imam Reza Mosque in Iran for the first time in history. And this account, I don't know who this is, Sprinter 99800. Uh, It says, if anyone knows what this means, please write below. And someone says, um... In Hadith, it says, if you see the black banners coming from Khurasan, join that army. Even if you have to crawl over ice, no power will be able to stop them. So it seems like it might be, you know, the call to war at all costs in um, Iran. So again, we're seeing the lines being very clearly drawn and we're seeing some action seeming to go back and forth between some different um, pretty big players and countries. And we'll see where the script takes us next week. I'm sure this will again be the the largest section of the winning report. Um, The winners know all of this has been scripted forever and none of it is an accident and none of it is shocking to the psychopaths. Uh, So let's move on to the climate hoax. We still we only have two things in the climate hoax section this week, and it is Argentinian wildfires create apocalyptic scene of blazes at the city's edge. Um, and these are fires surrounding uh, parts of Argentina. And apparently they had brought them under control by now uh, and, and things are OK. I mostly was pulling this up because, of course, as always, they're saying it's climate change. And also some of the images seem to be like they were using them to even that phrase wildfire. Now I'll just say like, this is, I'm wondering now how much of that is meant to trigger us into fearing basically what, what they can, what they do and what they can do and and that it can be in a city or not, or it can be Lahaina or it can be, uh, you know, Santa Rosa, or it can be any of these things. And I also wonder if this is like a a threat uh, towards Argentina itself. Argentina is always, I think a question for the globalists. I don't know for sure that they fully have Argentina under control, at least a lot of libertarian and cryptocurrency people. And a lot of people in like higher up in like real freedom movements, they're all in Argentina. So I just, it just makes me, it doesn't feel like it's just all natural and all right in this case. Either way, the script is that we fear climate change in. We know better, and we're not going to do that. Greta Thunberg is detained at fossil-free London protest. <laughs> she just can't help but, like, smiling and laughing the whole time. And literally, I think her parents, like, send her out. They're like, now go to this place, and we'll have our friend cops or our friends dressed up as cops, like, drag you away again. We got to make sure you stay relevant, sweetie. So go make a fool of yourself here and 
get arrested for no reason, doing nothing at all except bringing climate fear back into people's minds. And then people probably have like framed pictures of her like by their bedside. And they're like, oh, Greta, you're going to save the world (laughs) or whatever. Uh, So that's the climate hoax. It's all it's all there was this year or this year, this week. Um, And so in the COVID hoax, we don't have much either. But apparently Israel is also back in the news here, not just for their world war and their horrible oppression of Palestinian people, but also for their great duplicity in this whole COVID hoax. Israeli government has found the lost Pfizer agreements. Four agreements between Israel and Pfizer have been released via freedom of information lawsuit, still in a heavily redacted form, but they prove that the Israeli government conducted forced experiments on their people. This is from Sasha Latipova, and she's on Substack under sashalatipova.substack.com. And uh, I think I found her through Sophia Smallstorm, beautiful soul, Sophia Smallstorm. I'm pretty sure that's how I found Sasha. And um, so she does some good work. And so these new documents reveal four agreements and partial disclosure of redactions and more questions than answers. But but mostly we know even more that Israel agreed with Pfizer that they were just going to test these products on their population and they were going to make sure that everyone got them and they were approved. Um, they did approve them even before we made our emergency use authorization here in the United States. Uh, so I, I, this proves um, that they've broken the Geneva Conventions and uh, and more. So international human rights. I mean, all kinds of things. So uh, interesting that that has come out now. Of course, of course, if you were going to release it, now would be the time, right? Because who's going to pay attention to this when we're supposed to be freaking out that? Things are happening in a country far, far away out of our control. Right? <laughs> so there we go. Let's come out now. Uh, we also have these. Uh, this is from Nixon Lab, which is David Nixon on Substack. And it's an article called Quantum Dots or Kinetically Active Microstructures. Uh, and there's a lot here we're not going to read. But basically, they left some injection material whatever you want to call that, the substance that was in the vials. They left it on a slide, a microscope slide for four months at room temperature. Uh, there was no cover slip. I don't know if you ever remember doing, you know, microscope stuff that you like put a cover slip over it to like keep it there. There was no cover slip. So it basically was uncontaminated. Just the structure or just, sorry, this medium left on the slide for four months. And these are some of the images that they then found when they went and looked at it after four months. So what what I'll add, and they say somewhere in here, is like these were looked at before and after four months. And before, the things that they're photographing here were not there, which means that they grew or constructed themselves or were called to come into construction or however it actually occurred during that four-month time which would indicate that anybody injected with this substance would also have the materials within them that could call things to be constructed or just naturally start constructing these types of things. What are these things? We don't know. I know we've covered this so many times from so many different labs and so many different people. 
I'm just sharing this one. This is a new one. It's yet again being shared and it's um, pretty compelling. I will also, before I go further into this, what seems like nanotech to me, remind you that just last night uh, we aired the episode with Benjamin Joseph Stewart about one of his mini documentaries, you might say, that uh, was called, um, I, I actually don't remember, <laughs> Gold and Tantra was the episode that we did last night. And it was about his episode that was covering Gold and Tantra as uh, cures, you might say, to this nanotechnology. And um, out of all the many cures that we have covered here, those were two that didn't really come into it. Tantra kind of, because that's half of my game at least, right? It's like we're spiritual beings and the more we know that and the more we reach into that and develop that and invite that into our presence, uh, develop our, our souls and our hearts, our minds, our bodies all in union with one another, um, get our chakras in alignment, then the better chance we have of, of fending off any type of attack at physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. So that, so Tantra kind of, but not gold. So if you didn't listen to that conversation last night, go do it. It's worth your time. And then if you really want to, you could go check out his material and his site as well and, and watch that actual episode and everything. Um, it was so interesting to me though, too. And you probably are, if you, if you did watch that episode last night, this is um, repetition for you, but it, it was a, last year, I believe, I think it was just last year for the first time in my life, I bought myself something gold. I, I always didn't like gold. Uh, and I like resisted it. And I, I think part of me was like, Oh, that's for rich people. And I'm a communist, you know, and even, even after I wasn't a communist, I still have this like working class solidarity sort of like ideology somewhere in my soul, you know? Um, it's hard for me to like rich people, basically. So I think part of me was like, oh, I'm not going to wear gold. That's a rich person's thing. I really think that was like part of it. Um, but I also, I don't know. I just didn't like it. But then all of a sudden I just saw it. It's actually these earrings I'm wearing right now. I saw them and I was like, I, I love those. I need those. And I was like, weird. I guess I'm going to start wearing gold now. <laughs> um, and then not that long ago, I found this necklace and it's just very simple, and but it's gold. And, and now I like gold. And now I only want to wear gold ever. And then I was, and then I came across his work uh, on that specific topic. I've come across his work before. If you don't know, he did esoteric agenda, which is like the most old school, most comprehensive um, everything that, that we've ever talked about on this show and more is in that one massive tome of a documentary from way, way back when. And I didn't even know it was him. Johnny was like, oh yeah, this is like Benjamin Joseph Stewart, blah, blah. I was like, what? Who is that? I I don't look into who makes the movies. I just watch the shit. Uh, I don't know. And then I, I was like, oh, he's fucking awesome. All his work is really great. He's just a very cool person. He's very Rogueisian. If you like Rogueways, you would like him. So anyway, uh, the gold thing came up and I caught my eye because I had just suddenly started wearing gold and liking gold. And, and gold may be the cure, a cure to some of this. At the very least, our souls are and we don't need to buy any gold for that. Uh, but gold might help. So anyways, back to this slide, back to these slides and this biotech, this nanotech, this bioweaponry that seems to be in these substances. So here's one. It looks to me like a computer chip. I don't know what else it could look like. It looks to me only like a computer. There's nothing else it looks like to me. So I don't know how else to describe it to you. It's a computer chip. Then the, that same computer chip seems to grow a wire very more Gellens looking. I mean, it's literally blue. 
<laughs> the Morgellons were blue and red, if you remember, which is, those are the classic colors, right? Of, of like all electronics, all wiring systems. So it builds itself little wires, uh, you can guess, to connect to one another. There's going to be more than one chip being created or nano chip. Here it is in light field or bright field. Those were dark field. This is bright field, just different ways of photographing. You can see the uh, tubular nature, nature shape of the wiring. You can see like where it connects in. You just imagine this didn't exist in this medium and then it constructed itself. And this is, and I don't even think that's that hard. And it's so funny because I remember there was this person who was like arguing with me once and she was like, these people think that there's chips inside of these, inside of these injections. And I was like, I'm not even going to respond to that because you, when someone's like that, like you could never get them to the point of understanding that like, that's not even a conspiracy. That's a reality. We, we know, I'm saying it might be, it's a conspiracy that it's in the injections, but that that technology exists, that's just known. That's just a thing that exists. To, but like people can't even conceive of it. it. You could show them these pictures and they just think you're a fucking nutbag and like walk because they can't even imagine it. They can't understand it. You can walk them through it and hold their hand and they don't get it. Realistically, I don't either. I just understand the concepts. I understand that the technology was said to exist long before we got to this place. I understand that years ago I was like, why does that anyone care? And now here we are. And I'm like, I've given up that anybody's going to care because I don't think they understand. So uh, <laughs> that might make you feel hopeless. I, it doesn't make me feel hopeless anymore because I've realized people don't have to understand this in order to be mobilized to be their best selves and to heal themselves of literally anything and to live in a place of, you know, not being able to be tricked into taking sides in propagandists, bankers, wars, and such things. That is what I've come to understand. And so that's that's the goal. That's the goal of every winning report is to remind everybody of that truth, that um, everything is dependent on us remembering our soul. Actually, <laughs> like this place that we're in and what we're here to do. That's it. So it doesn't matter if you understand dark field or light field, microscopic magnification and crystals and nanotech. Nope. It just matters that you know yourself and your soul. So there's this last slide here, this last image of a slide, I should say, and it seems to be crystalline and a, and a crystalline structure forming. And uh, interestingly, like salts and quartz crystals, these are some of the ways which we store uh, and trigger the release of or storage of information. So that's interesting that they're finding that as well in there. I have plenty of salts and crystals in the body, but some of them might need to be a certain way to be used by these structures. Excuse me. So that was the COVID hoax section. And we have no techno-communist section and we have no trans agenda section. So we're just straight on to the wins here, which is good. We need some wins. Just need me a win, God. Um, this is hilarious. This is a real article. <laughs> it says, scientists prove gingers are totally normal having been around for millions of years 
and other species. What the hell is this? Can you imagine being a red-haired person and seeing this? I would be offended. I'd be like, what, was I supposedly not normal? You had to have scientists go prove that I'm normal? I get that there's like a joke from fucking that cartoon South Park that like gingers or daywalkers are. I don't think anyone actually ever like took that seriously or thought that gingers were like aliens or something. But this pair of scientists here, they've done it. They've done it. They've proved that gingers are normal. So I guess let's celebrate it. Why not? I mean, this is what we're doing in 2023. We're sciencing our way to accepting gingers. (laughs) Uh, We do have some good news for the California bees as the governor signs a law to help protect pollinators from toxic pesticides. If that is actually reducing the use of toxic pesticides. It is not just helping the bees. It is also helping all of life everywhere on earth. So all, I will hope that it actually takes place and continues to protect bees and humans and all wildlife alike. Oh, see, there was the purple flame. Thank you for protecting bees and life. We also have this very good news that only 2% of Americans have received the new COVID vaccine. This was as of, as of, as of, why don't you have a date on your goddamn article? 10-13-2023. So just four days ago. So you, I mean, it wouldn't be much higher than that. As of now, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. I don't know if I told you guys this, but when I was teaching in Bahrain, uh, which is weirdly the caption under this image on this article about only 2% of Americans having received the COVID vaccine, the caption reads that this woman is getting this vaccine at the Bahrain International Exhibition and Convention Center in Manama. Manama. I can't even remember now. Manama? Manama? I think it's Manama. Uh, Anyway, where I've been, where I lived. It's a very small country. So it's the size of the island I grew up on, basically. So she's in Bahrain getting this. And it reminded me when I was teaching in Bahrain, there was one day where they, I just got a call in the middle of class and it was like, bring your kids down to the whatever to get their vaccines. And I was like, what? Oh, what? Oh, okay. Where? Like, huh? Like no one told me, no one thought I was important enough to warn me. And then I was like, all right, guys, I guess we're going down to someplace to get your vaccines. And and then like half the class was like, no, I don't want to go. Like, which I wouldn't die there. I don't blame them. And then they just lined up in this fucking room and it was just like a military. They just went through and just fucking injected every single kid. And I was like, this is the weirdest shit I've ever seen in my life. Kids are passing out. Other kids are fucking crying and screaming. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude, did we do anything like that in the U.S.? I don't think so. But I mean, I'm sure the government would like it if you just like suddenly one day could do that. Parents aren't involved. You don't need permission slips. You just do it. You just do it. And those were the those were the fucking sovereign. Those were the princes and princesses and cousins of princes and princesses. It was the it was the royalty level of students and they didn't have a choice. Interesting. So anyways, good for us. Hopefully no one takes it. That'd be awesome. Hopefully everybody's past the delusion now. Um, I didn't, I don't think I intentionally put this article up here. Um, oh, I did. Yes. Because they're putting this in a climate change 
lens and I'm just saying glaciers are rad and apparently there's um, glaciers giving birth to other glaciers up in the Pakistani mountains. Um, and so whatever, whatever, the, all that bullshit continues to be disproven more and more and more. They're like, oh, the glaciers are melting. You're like, well, we had more ice coverage last year than we've ever had ever on record ever. <laughs> so I guess they're not melting that bad. Yeah, but all the polar bears are dying. Like, well, we had more polar bears measured last year than ever before. So I guess they're not dying that bad. Now we have glaciers making other glaciers and more glacial coverage than ever before. So I guess it's not that bad and it's actually pretty good. They have to work so hard to convince us it's so bad. They have to work so hard to convince us to take part in their World War III and their other shit and we just don't have to do it. It's, it's actually easier than we think, but we do have to be emotionally well in order to really do it well. So let's all keep doing that. Finally, Pfizer, no, two more. Pfizer may go bankrupt, financial markets realize. Uh, I don't know, actually. I put this in here because I was like, yeah. And then I was like, well, that's actually part of their plan, right? That's probably part of their plan. They sent that tornado at their own uh, stocks because they knew no one was really going to take the next vaccine anyway. And at least they could get some insurance money um, and then before they went bankrupt, right? And then they don't have to like answer for any crimes because they're like not even going to exist after that. So maybe it's not as good a news as we thought. I'm not sure. Either way, we can we can celebrate the death of Pfizer at some level. And finally, scientists have created natural sponges that soak up nanoplastics. This is actually a horrifying problem that, um, you know, what's weird actually was the same episode last night, I think, that Benjamin Joseph Stewart said you eat 52 credit cards a year. I thought it was one credit card a year worth of nanoplastics and microplastics. Uh, if it's one a week, that's way worse. Um, they're seemingly finding nanoplastics in like every part of us. Part of me wonders if that was part of the plan and that that's part of what's assembling within us with this nanotechnological burst. Um, so the more we can do away with the nano and microplastics in our environment, the better. So lots of, lots of progress on that front. Not all of it gets very much attention, but it is good to remember, especially because I think we forget that humans are fucking geniuses. We're really, really stupid sometimes and we're really short-sighted sometimes. We're really emotional and reactive sometimes. Um, but we're also brilliant and we make these solutions to problems. We make a lot of problems and then we make a lot of solutions to problems. We have every potential to just continue making solutions and to continue making the world a fucking amazing place. We have every potential for that. And um, basic non-compliance with psychopaths is like rule number one. And rule number two is like, take fucking care of yourself. All that shit out there is meant to program you into further furthering into the fucking matrix and getting like sucked into you have like tubes in your head and you're like breathing in a pot of goo someday. Right. Or like injecting yourself with shit that turns you into a fucking microplastic chip creating fucking nanotubule monster. Uh, we don't have to go that way. We just, all we have to do is just go, no, right. That's all we have to do. They wouldn't work so fucking hard to convince you otherwise, if it wasn't true. I think it's closer than we think. Uh, you can feel like the whole world just being like, mm, no, 
I mean, like a lot of people, I think the media has to work so hard to like make us care about these wars. And I think most people are like, I don't want to do another war, dude. They're like talking about the military and like we have like less people than ever. And it's like, cause nobody fucking cares about your bullshit. It's like the, it's, ah, nobody wants it. Nobody wants it anymore. So you have more and more people joining that side of things. I completely forgot at the beginning to, t- to remind everybody who's listening that you can go to rogueways.org. You can get my books that I write there. You can book a session with me one-on-one. I do past life stuff. I do sound healing. I do tarot. I do all kinds of stuff. All of it is healing. All of it's uplifting. All of it, some of it's kind of rough, but it's all healing and good in the end. And, um, you know, so if you are looking for one of those ways to get healthier and healthier, like that is one of the ways. I also just do coaching and talk with people. So whatever you're working on physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, we can just talk also. We don't have to do, you know, the spiritual stuff necessarily. And um, so that's all there at rogueways.org. The shop is there. My favorite things list is there. Phoenix Aurelius is having a huge, huge sale right now. So if you use the link on the favorite things tab, then it helps the show, gives me a tiny boost. It costs you nothing and you get huge discounts right now. So you do have to use that link that's on the favorite things tab. Many of those links are exactly that. They're affiliate links. They help the show. So if you're ever going to get any of that stuff, that is very nice for me if you want to support the show by doing that. And, um, I have my courses there. You can link over to those. If you want to do them at your own pace, you can learn about all kinds of stuff from tarot to sound healing to psycho spiritual protection and more. And I do meditations on Sundays. I do spiritual teaching on Sundays. So you can book all of that as well there. There is so much on rogueways.org. And finally, I will invite you to my Substack, rogueways.substack.com, where I do channeled messages for supporters. And I do usually health posts and some other stuff for, for free subscribers. So there's a lot of content there either way. I do appreciate your support if you become a supporter over there. And otherwise, it's just, it's so important for us to remember that that is the real goal. Their real goal, the psychopath's real goal is to tear us apart at the soul level, at the mental level, at the emotional level, at the physical level. So our real goal is to fuck the system by keeping ourselves intact at every one of those levels. And until you do, travel well, aim for balance, and always look inside first. Can't track the destination, sidewalks scraping, aimless wandering, pondering locations, comrades with spaces, true with shell cases, changing frequency, vibration, DNA vacation, pasting and cutting, plans out of nothing, intuition pointing the way after some puffin', outside of the dungeon, sometimes even plunging, automatons around me, plunging by the hundreds, heading to the Merkabah, swapping them planes, obelisk godhead, medium deranged, serious like Dogon, the mobile train, where I'm going and born into the deep. Empty flowing in my veins